Alrighty, welcome to the pod. Welcome. So, second episode ever. Yes, Sarah, here we are. How are you feeling? Feeling good, you know, it's hump day, so always a tough day of the week. Laundry day again for us. It's laundry day every Wednesday. We've got some exciting news on the pod front, Sarah. I don't know what you're referencing. We've got a name now and a logo. It's made by yours truly, Sarah. It's cover art. It's not a logo. Yeah, yeah. Potato, potato. Yeah, so we're undesignated players. That's a play on designated players, which we explained in the last episode. Did we explain that? You probably did. All you MLS junkies out there know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about... Maybe listen to one of the established MLS fantasy podcasts, or read up on MLS, or Google just wait it. for us. Yeah, or just Google it. Um, I'm Ryan. I'm Sarah. And we're here to give you low-quality advice. We're going to start this thing off with a recap of last week, both in terms of what happened on the field and also what happened with our fantasy teams, and then we'll get into some of the week two action. So, Sarah... Overall reactions from the first week of MLS. Did it bring a tear to your eye? It did not. You know, it happened. In some ways, you could say it was my best week of the season so far. Also, it was my worst week, and it wasn't great. Yeah, I'd say it was a mediocre week for me, too. We don't need to discuss scores because anyone listening will just turn this off immediately. I got 70 points. Not so hot. Lots of exciting stuff happened on the field, though. How many yeah. games did you watch last weekend? I don't know. I watched multiple Premier League games, but I'm not entirely sure that I watched any full MLS games. Yeah, we do not give a shit about I, the Premier League here. Okay, if you listened to last week, I said I was a West Ham fan. I take it back. I'm now an Everton fan. They looked like they were working really hard, but then they didn't win, so it kind of leads me to believe... Should I be a fan of theirs if they looked like they were working really hard but couldn't get anything out of it? But I enjoyed it. I think their colors are blue. I don't know. They do wear blue. Yeah. yeah. She's referencing their game against Manchester United. They had a late goal called off. Ugh. It was, it was a good game. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Anyways, skip across the pond to the stuff we actually care about. How many games did you watch? Did you watch every single game? So I did not watch every single game. Full disclosure, I did not watch... The late game on Saturday, that was Sporting Kansas City versus Vancouver. I did not watch either New York game. We're, they were blacked out. Yeah, so we're recording from Central New Jersey, greatest place on earth. And we do not get New York games, thanks to ESPN Plus and their blackout rules. Sad. And then, I think I watched everything else. I, so, I, th- I think I watched maybe the LAFC game. Yep, yep. I was, I was a little busy on Saturday, so yeah. I didn't really... I don't think I watched any game on Saturday. No, you didn't, which was great for me. Which also meant... I I sat around and watched it. Wasn't checking any lineups and anyways. It's not important how I did last week. I will be in first place this week. That's the confidence we like to hear. And the rest of you, after listening to this pod, will also be in first place. (laughs) That is a guarantee. We can't all be in first place. We can't all be in first place. But that's that's why there are people not listening to this podcast, right? None of us will be in first place. Okay. So I think the biggest news from week one had nothing to do with actual results on the field. 
And, and I know what you're going to say, and it's the rumors that David Beckham will be joining Inter-Miami because he was at the game. So when do we think that's going to happen, and how can I get him on my fantasy team? Yeah, you should probably spread that rumor if you're listening. Um, David Beckham was Spotted. at the Inter-Miami game. Yeah. Can't confirm. Saw him with my own two eyes. At first I thought, that makes sense. He owns the team. But then Sarah talked me into reason, and now I know I'm making an extended play for David Beckham on my fantasy team midway through the season. <laughs> so, not related to that at all. Moving on from this dumbassery, Joseph Martinez, how are you feeling? My heart is broken. Um, I mean, I feel bad for him. I do want to say that when he went down and was on the ground, I said he tore his ACL. And to be fair, whenever like anyone in any sport falls weird and grabs their knee, I always say that they tear their ACL. And it's sometimes true. it's true. And sometimes it's just not true. I was right. So I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, um, overall positive, I'd say. I th- <laughs> All good things. All, All right, right so moving, moving on. on. <laughs> no, if you don't know what I'm referencing... Joseph Martinez, star striker for Atlanta United FC, tore his ACL in their 2-1 win over Nashville on Saturday night. That has enormous fantasy implications. Joseph Martinez, if you have not been following the league, welcome to the pod. He (laughs) has been the most prolific goal scorer in MLS history. Is Is that fair to say? Why are you asking me? I know nothing. Like 90 goals in 109 total games or something like that for Atlanta United. He's pretty damn good. The guy can ball, but no longer, alas. <laughs> Out for the rest no of the more season. No balling for him. Potentially. Who knows? So, what? ACL. No, he, uh-uh. He's definitely out. Wait, I don't actually, know. I don't know. How long does the season So, like, a typical ACL tear puts you out. Like, six months is usually the number. No, but it's like... But with recovery time, that can be anywhere between, that could be at close to 12 months. So Jordan Morris was out basically a full year after his injury. Is really only now just getting back to form. We'll talk a little bit about him. So, okay. Joseph Martinez is probably the biggest news. Other than that, anything else you want to point out from week one, fantasy related? I do. Um, you said last week, and I quote, Montreal are buns. <sighs> I hope that wouldn't be brought up. However, the Revs, who you enjoy watching... Well, I don't think you enjoy watching. That's not true. I am a supporter. Yes, you support the the revolution, the New England revolution. I do. Uh, I have for many years. Yes. Um, They lost to the team that you called Buns. So, can you care to comment? Yeah, I want to talk about that. Um, Keep it short, like two minutes. They looked... Less than two minutes. Good. 30 seconds. The Revs? Montreal, Montreal looked good. The Revs looked fine. The Revs midfield is really bad. I don't remember if I mentioned that in the last episode, it's but... because Carlos Gill is... Yeah, so Carlos Gill didn't play. But it's more than that. It's the holding mids really look bad. Who's a holding mid? Are you about to diss Diego Fagundes? So Diego Fagundes actually played pretty well, despite yeah, not being a natural holding midfielder. Can we talk about Teal Bunbury? He scored. Yeah, Teal Bunbury. He's probably my favorite Revs player. Just because he has such a fun name. And that time that we went to that game and he 
got subbed in and I was like, oh, it's Hale Bunbury. And I really got excited because I thought he had a fun name. And you were like, oh, I don't know. I don't think he's going to do that well. And, and then he scored. And then after the game, you said, good game, Teal. And he acknowledged you. And then everyone around you was like, hey, good game, Teal. And you were all upset because you started it. I don't know what to make of any of that comment. Um, but Montreal... But you got points. Yeah. Teal Bunbury scored. He's a guy I think you can look at in good matchups for the Revs. He doesn't produce bonus points. He's not really involved in build-up play. He doesn't take set pieces... But when he's when he's hot, he scores. So and he is always oh, hot. And he is hot. <laughs> he's not blue. He's not green. He's just hot. What? Also, he's teal. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So Boo. I don't think Montreal are as bad as I thought they were. But we'll talk about what I think about them this week. So let's just quick overview of what this episode is going to look like. Sarah, new MLS fan, has made her team for this week. And we're going to go player by player in her team. And we're going to talk about her picks. And she's going to ask for my opinion on them. I'm going to give my opinion. You can do whatever you want with that opinion. After that, we'll talk a little bit about my team, who I've picked for this week, subject to change. And then we'll talk about a few... Special categories of players for those of you looking to switch things up in your lineup a little bit. So why don't you start us from the back? Who's who's in net for Sarah's dream team this week? This is not a dream team. Um, so here we go. I vaguely remember you saying something about Chicago being bad last week. Yeah, so... I don't even know how their game went. Just to recap, the Chicago Fire are sort of in the midst of a rebuild right now. A couple of new faces on the roster, a new coach, new general manager. They lost their opening game 2-1 to Seattle, but they looked generally competitive. And honestly, for large stretches of the game, looked like the better team. So, never mind. Yeah, but it's hard to say, you know. Seattle rested a lot of guys. They're missing their best player. No Nico Ladero last week. Probably no Nico Ladero this week. Um, And really looked generally sluggish until they subbed on Jordan Morris at halftime. I think it was at halftime. So kind of tough to say. I'm not super high on Chicago this week. Why are you asking? Do you have have Revs players we're talking about? I do. They're all on my bench. All righty. Because we're going. That's the first game. Yep. So you want to explain that strategy for our viewers who aren't quite sure why you do that? Uh, basically, they're on my bench because I think they might suck and it's an early game. And then if they do suck, I will just put players in my lineup that will play mm-hmm. and hopefully do better. Yep. But if they don't suck, then yep. I'll put subs or people that aren't going to play, like 4 million guys that aren't going to play. Four million guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put four million guys oh my God. on my team. and That'd be an indirect free kick. <laughs> Is there a rule about that? I think, I think if you have too Does many men. Does that ever happen? I think if you How have too many happen? men on the field, it would be a, it's a, it's a, it's a free, it's an Actually, indirect Actually, you know what? That happen. used to happen when I would like ref like little kid 
like you know like an eight <laughs> like, yeah, game like or they'd... something because they'd sub out like literally everyone and then you'd have to i remember sitting there count. and counting yeah. so i guess that was the thing that happened but i don't see that happening in professional soccer yeah i don't think i've ever seen that in professional soccer um any home so yeah if my players did well then i would just put subs in that wouldn't play or people in that wouldn't play and then i could use extra money or just have more money for better players so i do have three revs players on my bench right now i don't feel great about it who are those just players uh we uh, matt matt turner yep. matt turner goalkeeper uh andrew farrell Okay, Andrew Farrell, center back for the Revs. And then Gustavo Bo. Yeah, so I think Gustavo Bo is going to be a really popular bench pick this week. So just to kind of reiterate what Sarah said, the idea behind putting players on your bench is a strategy called a switcheroo, in which if you, because of the rolling lockouts, players' positions only lock at the time of their game starting. So if you have players who play in an earlier game, you can put them on your bench, and if they do well... You can take players out of your starting lineup and replace them with players you know won't play in their games. And that will allow the players on your bench to auto-sub into your lineup. So what you're eventually doing is giving your san- yourself a chance to look at the scores of certain players before you decide if they want to count towards your lineup. The key to this is budgeting enough money so that if those players on your bench don't do well, you can replace your starting lineup with players who will actually perform. So I think Gustavo Bo is going to be a pretty popular pick this week. It's looking pretty unlikely that Carlos Heel will be back. That is bad for the Revs as a whole, but probably good for Gustavo Bo, who was on set-piece duty while he was gone, while Carlos Heel was gone in the last game. And the offense really ran through him. Um, I think this is a good matchup for the Revs. I think I'd expect them to do better than they did on the road at Montreal. And the Revs did look good for large portions of the game against Montreal. They really were sort of gutted in midfield and let up a lot of chances to Montreal. But they had a goal disallowed through VAR that would have really swung the momentum of the game. Wilfred Zahibo had scored, made it 2-1. It's called back for offside by a really slim margin. It was the right call. And minutes later, Montreal had scored. So to say the Revs weren't in it, would be, I think, a disservice to them. And I think you can rely on Revs players this weekend. Carlos Hill did return to training. So if he's in the lineup, you can definitely look his way. But I think going with Revs players on your bench is a perfectly good move to do it. Um, I think of the early games, this is probably one of my favorites to take a shot on. Yeah, I just don't really know. I don't know. I I was trying to like I feel I usually start with like my goalie and defense when making my team mm-hmm. and oh, that means I'm trying to like pick teams that I think are going to be bad and so like right. you know, I was kind of looking at like Atlanta people cuz they're playing Cincinnati, but then I was like, ah, I don't know cuz now like they don't really have an offensive threat that I know about because I don't know anything and then like Orlando you said looked bad last week but then they're playing Colorado and I don't really know if Colorado is any good and like Vancouver like I don't know is Vancouver good but like does LA even have a good defense like I don't know about any of these things and Columbus was really bad last year but then you said that they were gonna be good this year 
you know, just who knows. So anyways, that's why I have three Revs players on my <laughs> bench. I don't feel great about it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. If it pays off, it. it's relatively low risk. It's it... definitely not going to pay off. Yeah. Okay, so outside of the switcheroo then, who do you have in your starting lineup? So I've decided, well, not really, but maybe, if Matt Turner doesn't do well, I have LA's goalie. David Bingham? Yeah. I don't know. Is Vancouver good? I also have David Bingham in my lineup. Yeah. Vancouver is not good. I will say that I did not watch that game, full disclosure. I did watch the highlights, and I looked at the summary stats, and they seem to create chances. So I don't think they were quite as impotent of an offense as I thought they might be. Um, And there are pieces on Vancouver that I like individually. However, I think on the road at the LA Galaxy is a tough place to play. I don't think the team looks particularly cohesive. And the Galaxy don't have the best defense, but they're not terrible by any means, and I'd expect them to lock it down at home. So I'm with you on that. I think David Bingham is a good pick in goal. Okay. Um, so my other defenders, let's, we'll go through that. I um, also have uh, Mr. Ben Sweat. Formerly of, I think he was on NYCFC last year. He was on NYCFC last year. He was picked in the expansion draft, so he's now in Inter-Miami. Yeah, and I don't know. He played last week, but I remember him not playing last year. I thought he was a guy that I always put in as, like, the sub that wasn't going to play. Maybe that's not true. I don't know. Um, He got minutes last year. He wasn't a consistent starter, but he Mm -hmm. got minutes. Anyways, I don't know if he's starting for, well, I guess he did last week. But they're playing D.C., yeah. You said DC was bad. I don't know. So, I don't love it. Okay. Inter-Miami did not look very good. DC didn't look terrible. They definitely didn't look great on Saturday I and they lost to the they Rapids. only lost to the... They only lost to LAFC one... Yeah, it was one now. LAFC. That's true. I'm going to put a big fat asterisk on this game. LAFC had played several days before on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So don't, yeah, 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 me. That's that's just the truth. <laughs> that's what happened. Um, all right, so who else you got? Uh, the single okay, one. so I have an LAFC defender. They're playing. Which one? Someone. Um, they're playing Philadelphia. Um, T. Blackman? Yeah, Tristan Blackman. Yeah, I don't know. So he looks fine. I don't hate the matchup. Philadelphia did not look particularly good last week i mentioned in the first episode that i thought they might really miss harris madunyanin in the center of midfield i miss him wait is he still somewhere he's now in fc cincinnati um i miss him i miss him oh man um and they seemed to miss him yeah so that makes three of us okay yeah so you know don't know about that uh i have uh, a defender from Portland. I don't know. It doesn't, you know, I don't really know enough about this. Are you going to ever say their names? Well, I don't want to pronounce it incorrectly. I'm not going to try. Then let me see. Oh, Laris Malbiala. Yeah. yeah, so he's the he's the center back for Portland. Um, I don't know. They're playing Nashville. I don't so know if Nashville's So it's good. a good matchup. 
Is it? Yes. Okay. So Except oh, oh no. Portland <gasps> is really hard to figure out. So last week I talked about how Portland is one of those teams with a lot of talent, but for whatever reason, when you give them the ball and you play against them in a low block and you say, come break us down, they can't do it. But I don't need them to score. I just need them to not get scored on. Well, so last week they played against Minnesota, looked really good for about half an hour, and then Minnesota just hunkered down and started to play really conservative counterattacking soccer. And I watched that game. Minnesota scored and scored. Quick, quick. Did I watch that game? We watched it. It was on. Hmm. Yeah, so kind of same old, same old from Portland. Um, I think you can rely on them against Nashville. I don't think Nashville has the offensive pieces to really exploit Portland. But they're definitely not going to try and possess the ball and play around Portland. So it's not an ideal matchup from a tactics standpoint. That being said, if there's any team that's going to struggle to break down Portland, it's probably Nashville. But maybe it's FC Cincinnati too. So yeah, I think you can pick Portland players this week. But if it goes wrong... It's probably the same old shit. Don't come crawling back to me. I have Latif Blessing, midfield. Is Colorado good? Yeah, so I'm going to talk about Colorado a lot today. Well, start it right now. They looked really good on Saturday. So are they good? They looked really good for about two-thirds of last year. And especially when their coach took over, Robin Frazier, they looked excellent. And they seem to have continued that form. So I feel as if Colorado and Real Salt Lake are the same team. Because I can't tell the difference. One of them was bad last year. Was it Colorado? Colorado was bad last year. Real Salt Lake was pretty mediocre. Um, but Colorado's maybe good. They look, they look decent. I have uh, Mr. J. Price. Jack. Okay. Jack Price, yeah. Yeah. Sporting the same facial hair as you, Ryan. Mm-hmm. In this picture. And, in and real life. I have Kai Kamara. Maybe. Because we'll see. You know, Chicharito kinda let me down last week. Yeah. He only got two points, but it's his home you know, people seem to be big on it. And then I was gonna put Pavone on my team because you were like, Nobody put Pavone on their team and I said two and he got nine points or whatever. So then I put him in my lineup. Don't roll your eyes at me. And then I was like, but this feels like a thing where I'm going to put him in my lineup and then he'll get two points this week and Chicharito's going to get like 14. Because he seems to be the one that people are talking about. Like I wasn't actually looking online today, but I was looking at the scores of last week's games and the games this week. And there was like a headline next to each game and, you know, the headline next to LA's game was talking about Chicharito. So it seems like he's the bigger name than Pavone, but does that mean he's better? I don't know, because I don't know who either of these people are. This doesn't make sense. I don't think I'm asking a question here. Yeah, so that logic was straight garbage. But 
You can No, pick. okay, but it wasn't because that's how it always goes for me because I used to put Zlatan on my team and every single time I put Zlatan on my team last week or last year, he got two points. And then when I didn't, he would get like 15 points. So I don't really trust big names on LA to get points for me. So you can play Chicharito this week. Do I want to though? I I don't think have do. been a pretty big you can't really say a Christian Pavone truther because... It was one week. Anyways. Well, I mean, I was doing it last year, too. Was he playing last year? Yeah, he joined midway through last year. Oof. I probably I've picked... never heard that I name. probably picked him almost every single week last Sorry, year. Sorry, Senor Christian... What's his name? Pavone? Yeah. Um, he's the best player on the team. Hmm. That being said... Who are they even playing? Vancouver. They're playing Vancouver. They're at home. You can play either Pavon or Chicharito, and I think they both have high upside. But they're forwards, right? But like, and do forwards we, have like, low floors. How do we feel about like Kai Kamara against Orlando? I love Kai Kamara against Orlando. I love pretty much any Colorado piece you can get this week against Orlando. Okay. Full disclosure. Do I think Colorado are going to be good, sustained success throughout the season? I'm not 100% convinced. It's a pretty young lineup. Young teams tend to have high highs and low lows. But they looked much better than D.C. They have a home game against Orlando, who is not going to have Nani again. Nani was suspended for the first two games of the season. Why? What do you do? I don't remember. Um, Probably something stupid. Um, Remember when, like, Jameis Winston stole crab legs? Was that it? That, that, That is what happened, yeah. I do remember that. You think he did that? That also happened in Florida, I don't think, right? I don't think he stole crab legs. That did happen in Florida. Yeah, that was all. He was at Florida State. Florida man. Shout out to the Florida man challenge. What was your Florida man challenge? Oh, what was my Florida man challenge? Uh, I think mine was like someone remember. shot someone over like a pizza thing. Yeah. Uh, the Florida man challenge, those of you who are not familiar... With the internet, okay. Yeah, is you Google Florida man followed by your birthday, and what happens is you get news articles that outline crimes that were committed by men in Florida on those dates, and if you know anything about crimes in Florida, is they're absolutely ridiculous. So for mine, September 3rd is Florida man charged with battery for giving girlfriend wet willy. <laughs> it's just outstanding. Mine was... Florida man finds out his dad helped deliver him at birth, throws pizza at him. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, do the Florida man challenge. So if you get one one thing out of this pod, do the Florida man challenge. Something along the lines of throwing a pizza. Or giving a wet willy. Yeah. (laughs) He probably gave a wet willy. Anyways. (laughs) So to get back on track, Orlando's bad. Doesn't look good. So should I be picking like a Colorado defender? I mean, maybe I, I am. I should. And I'll talk about Colorado I'll defenders. I'll probably now. I'm gonna switch one out for Mr. Ben Sweat. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think Ben Sweat is a good pick this week. Full yeah, disclosure. I mean, I didn't feel great about it. Okay, let's see. He's a good player. Oh, Cam I like him. Rosenberry. He's the most expensive one. There you go. You've been chosen. Okay. Yep, he's good. So, along those lines, so anyways, we've dealt with our Colorado things. I now have three Colorado players. Feels like I'm going in too hard on them, if I do say so, but whatever. I think I'd like to take a minute here just to, to, for our viewers who are maybe newer to the game, when you're picking defenders, 
there are two things that overwhelmingly dictate when defenders do well. It's their opponent, so you always want to be exploiting bad matchups. Even the best defenders will have bad games against good offenses. Um, but the second thing is home field advantage. MLS has really, really hard, like large low, uh, home field advantage. Um, there are some statisticians who fit some models. I don't remember if it was last year or a couple of years ago to see like what factors predict defensive fantasy scoring. And by far the largest one is home field advantage. So good matchups at home are your friend. In this case, Colorado playing a home game against an offense that looked bad last week and doesn't really show any sense of improving. And the altitude. And the altitude. I think it's okay. No, no, it's a thing though. The oh. altitude actually actually does make a difference. Um, the balls get all deflated. Inflated? I don't know. Science. Science. Ryan does science. I do not do science. I don't do science. Okay, that's not true. I am in a science grad program. Um, I think you can feel comfortable going all in on Colorado. Okay. I feel all comfortable doing it because I am. I I still don't feel great that I have three Rose players on my team. Anyways, we'll move past that. We They're on your bench. I think They're it's on okay. my bench. It's fine. That's where they deserve to be. So, also in midfield, I have Maxi Morales. All right. I actually don't even know who they're playing. Toronto, eh. But, like, I don't know. We'll see. So, I'm fine with it. I think Toronto's defense is nothing to be afraid of. Um, I kind of expect that game to be high scoring. Um, I'm in a pick 'em league, and I think I picked it to be a 2 2 draw. I like players from both sides of that matchup. I think New York City is going to be a little vulnerable. Maxime Cheneau got sent off last week. <sighs> Don't even talk about it. He was on my team. I'm upset about it. That just reminded me we spent the beginning of this pod talking about Montreal, and I think we got sidetracked talking about the Rebs. And I neglected to mention the huge news with Montreal that they just announced the signing of former Tottenham player Victor Wanyama to their team. 28-year-old central midfielder. Weird that that piece of news has not come across my desk. Yeah. (laughs) How did I not hear about this? He's super good. So Montreal has kind of gone from buns to, like, maybe (laughs) not buns. I don't really know. Buns are good, though, if, like, you know... Not in sports, though. Yeah, but, like, in food, buns are good. I guess that's true. Maybe they're going from buns to buns. Buns to buns. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> Victor Wanyama's going to be... Like the Hawaiian, you know, the... Do you know what? The, like, Hawaiian buns, they, like, come in a pack. I went to an American Idol concert once. They were giving them out of Did you ever... No, I, I don't. Sorry, side, sidebar. Skip ahead, like, 30 seconds. Um, did you ever go to American Idol concerts? Yeah. So they used to, like, give out Pop-Tarts at the end of American Idol concerts, because Pop-Tarts, like, sponsored American Idol. Mm. So you got Pop-Tarts sometimes. And then I kid you not, there was literally, I think I went to, like, three or four American Idol concerts. One of them, when Taylor Hicks won, Catherine McPhee was the runner-up, she was sick. She should have won. The night that we, yeah, she definitely should have won. She was sick on the night of our concert, so she wasn't even there. We were really bummed. Anyways, so I think we went to like three or four American Idol concerts, and um, I kid you not, one of the nights, like they gave out Pop-Tarts at the end, but like one of the 
days because like they had whoever sponsored it they gave out those like i think it's like king's hawaiian rolls or something i don't know do you know what they're it's like it has like it's like clear packaging with orange i don't know anyways but it's like not a thing that like you know you can hand everyone a pop tart but like you don't hand out like buns but like they gave out did you find it yeah i'm looking it up now oh yeah i've had these before yeah 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 Yeah, it's orange packaging Yeah, yeah 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 they're really good anyways those are good buns montreal might also be good buns i guess back to soccer yeah i'd say i'd say maybe maybe the signing works out Thierry Henry puts things together maybe they'll be king's hawaiian rolls but for now (laughs) for now i'm keeping them in the buns category you one win over the revs should not sway me (laughs) i i know better than that okay Um, so we talked about Maxi Morales, and then not really. I oh. I think he's I think he's a good pick. I think you can't really go wrong with playing Maxi yeah, Morales. I mean, yeah, right. Like that's what I figured. You know, I didn't watch that game, so I haven't seen what Ryan Dallas' new system looks like. No, that's the new that coach for NYCFC. Oh. Um, it's tough to really draw any conclusions from a game where they played down to ten men from like the third minute on, basically something yeah, like that. It was pretty early in the game that uh. Snow got sent off. Yeah. Screwing me over. Just kidding. I mean, that wasn't the only mistake I made last week. So I wouldn't say I'm really super familiar with how they look so far, but I'm always on board with Maxi Morales. I'm also assist leader last year. I think it's a fine matchup. I think you should go for it. Um, and then I have Pizarro. Ah, Rodolfo Pizarro. Pizarro. Interesting. So, talk to me why you picked him. Um, because they're playing DC, who you in a text said DC sucks. Yeah, I don't. I feel like you're reading it too I far into my text. I feel like I watched the Miami game last week, and I didn't think they were that bad. But I'm also feeling like maybe I wasn't actually watching the game. No, so Miami looked okay. They but like compared to Nashville, I feel like they like looked like a team. Not that Nashville didn't look Nashville like Nashville didn't team. look that bad. Nashville almost tied that game. But, like, I don't know. I just felt like they were, like... So the, the pieces are there. Um, the reason I'm interested in you picking Rodolfo Pizarro is I also picked Rodolfo Pizarro mm. for my team. But I kind of did it in, like, a contrarian way because I don't think he's going to be highly picked this week. Because well, he didn't... Well, 100% of people in this room have picked him, so that's true. incorrect. He didn't do so well. I think he got four points last week. Yeah. Um... But watching him play, he looked good. And I think this matchup is potentially good. <sighs> really depends on what DC did. So DC played with Julian Gressel in their number 10 position as a central attacking means. midfielder. Um, and they did not look that dangerous. Um, and really Colorado was on the front foot that entire game. And I don't know if that was Colorado being better than we expected or if it was D.C. being worse than we expected or both. But I wouldn't be surprised if that game is competitive and I'm willing to take a flyer on Pizarro. Um, that being said, I would not take a flyer on any other Inter-Miami players. I think if you want to pick a Miami guy, it's going to have to be Pizarro. Um, he's got the talent to produce in pretty much any matchup. What about David Beckham? Okay. What about Anyways. David Beckham? No, keep going. Skip past um, this. It's going too long. Yeah, I wonder why. What do you mean? <laughs> You're the one who's doing all the talking. Okay. 
so yeah, that's actually my whole team. Well, except Carlos Vela, captain, obviously. Yeah, that's probably an important thing to mention. So. Oh wow. no! What? What's what's gonna happen? Nothing's gonna happen. Oh, then why did you say it like that? I said it's important to mention. I was gonna say we haven't seen any signs to not captain oh, Vela. Okay. So if you didn't hear the pod last week, you didn't play last year. You're trying to figure out who should I captain this week. You really have only one option, and it's Carlos Vela. <laughs> so, yeah, slap him in your lineup, put that captain band on him, set him, forget it. It's the beauty of it. He, unless he gets hurt, he's gonna play. So, and he's and so he's, cute. And if he's gonna play, he's probably gonna perform. Actually, Carlos Vela, if you're listening to this, stop here. Cut your hair. I don't love it. See, now if he was listening, he's not going to listen again. He's not listening. That's ridiculous. He's not going to hear it. I mean, he's not listening at this moment. He's never going to hear this. You don't know that. He might do MLS Fantasy. <laughs> he's not. I don't know if they're allowed to. Yeah, I don't know if MLS has rules against that. I, I would say most professional leagues are against you doing. NFL players play fantasy football. Yeah, I mean, you can do it if you don't put money on it. Yeah. I guess you can win money in this, like, just when from I playing, so you probably can't. was working at the university I attended for the football team. Um, so I played D1 football. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> um, Why are you laughing? They, like, there was, like, maybe something dropped, but they were like, yeah, it, like, something along the lines of, like, you're not supposed to participate in, like, fantasy sports with money on it because you're, like, an NCAA, like, you're, like, connected to the uh, NCAA. Did you, for the, for, the, for the audience, what did you do for this football team? Uh, I did graphic design. Anyways, not important, but, like, there, I, there, something was said once, and I was like, I, that, I'm, no. Like, I'm not involved. But also, I don't really put money on fantasy ever, so. I'm going to report you to the NCAA. You should do it. They wouldn't care. Um, yeah, so that's my team. I don't know. I don't feel great about it. We might change it. We'll see what happens after the Revs game. We will be attending the Revs game. Check us out. Yeah, if you're going to we'll be there. We'll definitely be on the Jumbotron at least twice. It always happens. Ryan, every single time he's attended a game, has been on the Jumbotron, so you're gonna be there look out i'm never on the jumbotron that was sarcasm i've tried to get on the jumbotron multiple times by posting <laughs> selfies with the hashtag any revs game hashtag and have not yet once gotten on there yeah it's he's salty about it okay all right so we've gone over sarah's team now it's time to go over my team a lot of similarities Actually, I was pleasantly surprised to see that we were kind of on the same wavelength here. Aww, yeah. soulmates. Wow. Soup snakes. Wow, I want to die. <laughs> um, so I'll start from the back, too. I also put David Bingham in goal right now. Well, I guess you started with your bench, right? Yeah. So I'm going to get into my bench, too. I'm also going to try out that switcheroo bench player strategy. So, I currently have three FC Dallas defenders on my bench. Because Who? I think Montreal are buns. Um, we just talked about... <laughs> you just talked... Wait, so they signed a new guy. Yeah, signed Is Victor Is he playing Winana. this week? I don't know. I was looking that up, but it's not clear to me. Usually they don't play after being signed midweek. Where did he come from? 
came from Tottenham. Oh, yeah, you said that. Yeah. Um, so, like, he had to move his whole life. Um, Victor Wanyama, had he played last week, probably would have literally bitten Scott Caldwell's head off. Who's Scott Caldwell? Center mid for the Reds. <sighs> what does that mean? Like, why, what do you mean he would have bitten his head off? Uh, he's just really... Like, praying mantis style? Like, what no, are No, he's about? just like... like gotten weird? He's like a bruiser in midfield. I don't know what that means. He's strong. He's a ball English. winner. English. He's muscular. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know <laughs> what to say. What... Like, what do you mean he, he would He plays been? physically? Like... Not like, like when you say bit in his head off, I assume that he would have like gotten like frustrated with him and then like chomped his head off. Like, no, he would have just like literally destroyed him. No, he would have manhandled him. Oh, okay. Yeah. And also Diego Fagundes. Diego Fagundes. Diego Fagundes is so good and we're friends on Facebook, except then he deleted That's his not Facebook true account. Anymore. I know. It used to be true. It used to be true. He used to just friend everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty exciting. Yeah. Was really I think, nice. did you tell me that? Um, probably. Probably. I think I was, I think I was also friends with Kano Smith on Facebook, who was like um, a really yes. old Revs player. You know who's a really old Revs player? Shalry Joseph. That's true. Yeah. He's like the only player that I know. Fun fact, Taylor Twelman, who you all know as America's Sweetheart commentary on ESPN. Yeah, he does. Fox, yeah, he's ESPN. ESPN. Um, once showed up at our high school. Well, he didn't just show up at our high school. He came because we were getting like our whole town was getting new soccer uniforms yeah and then he was just there i don't know yeah. that was weird i met him one time out my mom too. sorry this is really tangenty towards the end here uh my mom got me a soccer uniform like that soccer uniform that we got on the day that taylor Tolman was at the high school and we were like young we were like in younger than middle school were you there wait were you playing soccer when taylor Tolman was there at the high school no Oh, okay. So then it was like elementary school. Yeah. Like maybe fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. Um, Sarah and I went to grow up in the same town. So, uh, anyways, my mom, like, because we got a uniform and then you would just like wear it for however long. And then if you grew out of it, you would have to buy a new uniform. So my mom, to avoid having to buy a new uniform, got me like a like too big size for the size that I was at that age. So I was like so embarrassed because I had this like giant uniform and I was so mad at my mom. Wow. That wasn't a good story. That was way too long tangent for that. But anyways, <laughs> I, that is what happened the day that Taylor Twelman was at our high school. Wait, so you didn't see Taylor Twelman at our high school? No. He was in the cafeteria. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I've met him outside of that, but I didn't see him then. Wow. Yeah. We weren't even in the high school then, but okay. I've also met Matt Reese, who used to be the Rose goalie. Bald. Yeah. Nice guy. Um, I don't know what we're talking about. My team? Montreal? Oh, yeah, I think Scott Caldwell and Diego Fagundes collectively weigh like 170 pounds. Um, oh. So I have the goalkeeper, Jesse Gonzalez. Um, I have Reggie Cannon and Reto Ziegler on my bench. He was on my team last week. Yeah, they both did pretty well. Yeah. Got a clean sheet to no win. I'm not so sold on Montreal's offense. Where are they playing? Wait, Montreal, shoot. Yeah. I think Montreal looked better than I thought they would be, but I just don't think they really look all that good. Are you, are you only making this move to try and, like, validate 
your comment last week about Montreal. No, I buns. genuinely, I mean, that would be nice, but I do genuinely think that Montreal are buns and not King Hawaiian buns. I don't know if they're, I don't know. I think they're somewhere not between sponsored. King, Ho- yeah, not a sponsor, but if you want to be, <laughs> if you want to be, we're looking. Um, <laughs> we could be, but we, yeah, but I, <laughs> if you're not King Hawaiian rolls, fuck off. I don't want you to sponsor us, but. That's so mean. Don't say that. Yeah, are we getting an e-tag on our podcast Yeah, now? now we're going to have to do that. Oh, jeez. We'll just bleep it out. <laughs> That's not good. We'll just put in a different no. word. As if you think we're going to edit this audio. We're just going to literally put it I don't it think out. I know how. Oh. It's not that hard. It literally says trim. Anyways. So, I, um, I actually don't think Montreal are going to have sustained success throughout the year. I think Thierry Henry is a good coach. He seems to know what he's doing. But I don't think the pieces are there to grind out results on the road at a tough place to play like Dallas. So I'm going to take my chances on a clean sheet by putting all three of those guys on my bench. My fourth bench player is Adam Bushka. Bushka, the Revs designated player forward. He did not have a great game against Montreal. As we said at the beginning of the podcast, we are the undesignated players. Anyways. Yeah, so he is a designated player. We are we are unworthy of him. Um, he looked fine. Um, I'm kind of betting on Chicago not looking particularly good. Where did he come from? So he came from... Oh, he's Polish. But so he, he came from Poland? Um, I mean, he was born there. I don't remember what <laughs> team he's coming from. I think he might be coming from Poland. Um, no, I, I was just, I was making a joke. Like, yeah, I didn't get it. He's, <laughs> he looked good. He looked active. They had a hard time getting him the ball in spaces where he could create chances, but I think that's going to change against Chicago. I think they're going to look a little better. Um, with Carlos Heel looking less likely than he did at the beginning of the week to play, I'm faltering a little bit on this one and may switch him out. But for now, I have him in there on my bench. If that doesn't work out, I have David Bingham in goal, uh, new LA Galaxy center back, I think it's Nick Depoy, um, who had a good game last week despite the 1-1 draw with Houston. And then I have two Colorado defenders, so I have Drew Moore and Sam Vines, um, both of which are relatively inexpensive and I think have a good shot at a clean sheet this week. So I'm going with a 3-5-2 formation, so I have five midfielders. Um, one guy who I talked about last week coming off a long injury, I said you should maybe look at him as a budget option. He was good before he got hurt and had a great game last week as Florian Blow for the New York Red Bulls. Um, had two assists, I believe. But the big thing that I'm interested in is the bonus points. If you take away his, his bonus, or if you take away his assists, he still got seven points. Um, and those are the kind of guys I like in my midfield. And I think RSL is a good matchup. Sarah? Sun related. I saw that uh, JDS had a yellow dot. What's that? So I think he's injured. Oh, okay. He didn't play last week. I'm not expecting him to play this I week. He was not, no, was he on my team and then we switched him? He was on my team and then I switched mm-hmm. him out. But I'm not expecting him to play this week. Otherwise, I would probably have him in my lineup against Vancouver. But it's actually a good comp. They play similar positions. Kind of this central, truly central, kind of box-to-box midfielder. 
getting involved in the attack, but also winning balls in possession, kind of mediating the tempo of the game. Um, I have Alejandro Pozuelo. He bagged a goal last week on a penalty. Generally a safe pick. Whenever Josie's healthy, I'm always interested. And I think, as I said before, NYCFC is not that daunting of a matchup. So picking midfielders, you want guys who are on the ball a lot, creating chances, taking shots, key passes, which are passes that lead to shots. Um, guys who are on set pieces is always a good option for pretty much any team because players on set pieces tend to get more assists, tend to get more crosses into the box, lead more uh, key passes, oftentimes get more goals. So Florian Velo, Alejandro Pozuelo, my first two midfielders. Third guy is a team we need to talk about. I have Ezekiel Barco. So he scored last week for Atlanta, but him and pretty much everything else that happened in that game was overshadowed by the fact that Joseph Martinez, league's best forward, was injured and is going to miss a significant amount of time. So we need to talk about what that means for Atlanta. I would be nervous if I was an Atlanta fan. They did not look good without Joseph. I were an Atlanta fan. Thank you, the subjective. Um, Subjuntivo. Yeah, the subjunctif en français. Um, <laughs> Sorry, there's an ad at the train station that, like, it's like a, it's an ad for one of the hospitals nearby, and it, like, is like, oh, if, it's like a picture of someone, like, kind of just a stock image, and then it's like, oh, if she was sick, you would do uh, anything to save her, and I just, like, stare at that ad, and I'm like, it's if she were sick. This is why graffiti exists. Those are, it's the reason. But it's a digital board. <laughs> So, <laughs> and your point? Yeah, I I don't okay. see why graffiti wouldn't solve that problem. Um, so Ezekiel Barco scored last week. I think that's going to lead to an uptick in ownership because he was really the only. He wasn't the only Atlanta midfielder to perform. Emerson Hyman scored a goal too and got some bonus points. Um, but I imagine Ezekiel Barco is likely going to have some decent ownership, especially because people got burned by P.T. Martinez and Joseph last week. I'm interested in him because it's an excellent matchup against Cincinnati's leaky defense. And if Atlanta's going to be competitive at all, they're going to flow through Barco and P.T. Um, so I'm liking his chances to get involved in the offense, at the very least rack up some bonus points against a relatively weak team. I also have Jack Price on my team. Talked about Colorado a lot. I think they look great. Jack Price was an absolute monster against DC last weekend. He's on set pieces. He's good in possession. They pretty much run the midfield through him. So I think if you're interested in Jack Price, I think he's probably going to have a lot of ownership after getting 12 points last week, and I'm buying the hype. And lastly in my midfield, talked about it with Sarah. I also have Rodolfo Pizarro. I like the talent. I think DC is a little shaky at the back, and I want to take a risk. Um, 9.3, his price is reduced a little bit. I think that's good for us. I think over the course of the season, he'll probably go back up once the team starts to settle. He's going to be on the ball a lot, so I expect a safe workload. Um, I think they'll get a little bit more opportunity than they did against LAFC. And finally, up top, I have Carlos Vela, always Captain Carlos Vela, and Christian Pavone again who I'm thinking is going to be a minimum 15-goal scorer this year. Um, so I'm just trying to buy time because Sarah disappeared on me. Sorry. To get peppermint bark and water. Um, wait. 
So was Christian Pavone better than Slatan last year? He was not. Well, what do you mean better? Was he better for fantasy? Um, I don't remember what. I don't know. Like what? Like was Zlatan the best player on their team? I mean, he scored the most goals. Zlatan's a weird player to have in your team because when yeah. you have him on your team, he sort of demands your offense. So the the entire offense was funneling balls into. I heard a stat today. So MLS has their own podcast run by their media department, um, and they were talking about what's it called? Shout it out. Extra time. Okay. Driven by Continental Tire. Uh, <laughs> it's a good podcast. They've got you know. I'm always a little wary of sports leagues running their own media. Feels kind of. I don't know, communist statey, but they do a good job. They have good analysis, and they were talking about how LA Galaxy last year crossed the ball 558 times, which was an obscene number. Um, for reference, that's I don't know, 556 two times. I mean, that's like 15ish crosses a game. Maybe it's a pretty large number. Man, um, nobody's doing that many crosses a game. Everton. Didn't get anything from it. You know who also did that many crosses a game? Portland last year, who had 557 crosses a game. <laughs> Nobody else was over 500. Um, the crazy thing is, is Portland doesn't really have the pieces to, like, be effective off of whipping balls into the box. I, I like Gio Savarese as a coach, but sometimes I just don't know what he's doing. Like, they have all the pieces to be a great counterattacking team, and they look terrible when they don't counterattack. So why don't they just counterattack? I don't know. Lost them the game against Minnesota. I wouldn't be surprised if it cost them points this week um, against Nashville. That being said, I don't think Nashville is good enough to be Portland. Um, but to get back on track, Christian Pavone is going to be good this year. He was really good last year. So, I mean, obviously the offense ran through Zlatan, but he did have a 7.7 average going into the end of the year in fantasy points. That's among the league's lead. That must have been easily top three or four hmm. in the league. Um, he's straight up to, I mean, he's literally, he literally played for Argentina in the 2018 World Cup. All right, so just to just to quickly recap, since that was kind of drawn out and interrupted, um, I'm taking a chance on FC Dallas on my bench and Adam Buxa for the Revs. Um, if that doesn't work out, I'll have David Bingham in goal, Nick DePoy, Drew Moore, Sam Vines on defense. My midfield is Florian Velo, Alejandro Pozuelo, Ezekiel Barco, Jack Price, and Rodolfo Pizarro, and I have Carlos Vela and Christian Pavone up top. So This will all be different. Yeah, <laughs> I'll probably change this 50 times before Saturday. <laughs> so, and almost guaranteed to a fall. I think I, I should have taken the numbers on it last year, but I'd say probably over half of the game's Probably over half of the weeks last year, my initial drafts were, like, better than the teams I ended up mm. with going into the year. They like, always said that about, like, multiple choice tests. Yep, you just gotta go with your gut, man. So I'm trying to go with my gut. This is the team I made Monday morning. I'm trying to just stick with oh, it. Oh, wow, Monday morning. Yeah, we'll see. Monday morning, Raiders fall. Yeah, that's not it. Do you uh, know that song? It's Sunday morning. <laughs> and who doesn't know that song? <laughs> Okay, so we want to close out the show by just talking about players that are either what I like to call hidden gems, players who are under-owned but I think might perform well, or players you can look at if you're in a pinch for budget. And I want to talk about Fool's Gold, which are players that did well last week that maybe have high ownership or I expect to have high ownership that I think you should avoid. 
So I'm going to pick one player from each position to talk about, and you can use your judgment as to whether or not you believe me or not. Um, that, that was Ryan's computer. Screen. Yeah, my PC's in battery saver mode, so shit <laughs> just hit the fan. Um, okay, so let's start with hidden gems. This isn't going to really sound like a hidden gem after what we've talked about all year, but based on ownership, the goalkeeper I think that you should take a look at if you want a guy who's not super well-owned, maybe a differential pick, is Clint Irwin, goalkeeper for the Colorado Rapids. Huh. I really like Colorado this week. I think the stats suggest they look good. They passed the eye test last week, and Orlando... What's the eye test? Um, it's me looking at players and being <laughs> like, I think you look good. More than just, like, uh, like, the numbers. Wait, like, quote-unquote eye? Like, yeah, letter like eyeball. eye? No, eyeballs. Oh. It could be the eye test. Like, That's what I was thinking. That yeah, no, I mean, okay. I didn't make up the phrase. Oh. Um, it's it's a pretty common sports phrase to refer to the intangibles of uh, assessing a player. Sports ball. Anyways. Yeah, just trying to, you know, <laughs> flex on you with my sports, sports knowledge here. Um, because I do watch games. Um... I think Clint Irwin is a good goalkeeper. I think Colorado's a good matchup. And to be frank, when you're picking goalies, it really doesn't matter who the goalie is. Just pick it entirely based on the team matchup. So I like Colorado against Orlando. I watched Orlando last week. They looked pretty bad. I think they're going to continue to look pretty bad without Nani. You have a signed Orlando picture. And you're I do. you're just going to badmouth them like that? Yeah, I'm not an Orlando fan. Oh. Um, but what about Walt Disney World? I am a... No, okay, I'm not an Orlando City fan, but I am a fan of their fans. They have a great fan base. I'm a fan oh, of their stadium. Oh, so nice. Um, I love their uniforms. I like their logo. Orlando the city is okay. It's fine. I was there. I went to a game there last summer to see the Revs play. It was a 3-3 draw. It was I really good. Do that. It was exciting. I love Disney World. So, yeah, all good things about Orlando, but I'm not a fan of the team. Um... <laughs> And I think they're not going to look very good playing at Dick's Sporting Good Parks. Um, so, yeah. Moving off of that, defense. Uh, I picked Drew Moore, but I think you could really go with any Colorado defender here in this matchup. Those are my hidden gems. Um, I'm really beating this over the bush, which means <laughs> Colorado is certainly going to get spanked oh on gosh. Saturday. Um, Our teams are going to do so poorly. But I'm interested in them. I think if you want to, if you, if you think I'm batshit and you don't want to go in on Colorado, but you kind of want a lesser picked team. I think, I think. <laughs> That's it. There are no other options. I think you maybe could go for the Rebs. They didn't Ooh. look. They didn't look good defensively. I'm putting that out there. They they didn't look <laughs> that didn't good. But Chicago, I think, overperformed in Seattle. I don't think they're going to be consistently competitive. Gillette Stadium's a tough place to play. Home opener for the Revs. Yeah, it's the gonna Patriots be play there. And the cold, Patriots are really good. wintry mix. It's probably not going to be very nice. It's going to... I think it was supposed to be kind of like snowy. It was supposed to. It Has that changed? It snow showers. I the... What I, the original forecast was 39 in snow showers. Now it says like 42 and maybe partially cloudy. I don't know if the okay. snow's gone. I can roll with that. Um, I'm just concerned about it as a spectator. I don't want to be outside, but anyways. I don't think it's going to be a free-flowing, high-scoring game. I think you can look at Rebs defenders in a pinch, but, you know. 
Use your discretion. I want to like Sporting Kansas City this week, but I looked at the underlying numbers with Vancouver, that Vancouver game, and Sporting should have let up more goals. I think Vancouver was pretty bad in front of goals, and I'm a little a little hesitant to trust that, that defense when they shipped out so many Who goals last this year. Week? They're playing Houston. Not a great matchup, but, but they're Houston at home. tied like a decent team last year, last week. They did, yeah. Um, they... Sorry, a draw. Yeah, the tie works too. They were terrible on the road last year. Houston was really, really bad on the road. On the road again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, and I don't necessarily see them being competitive on the road all the time. I think Sporting Kansas City is likely going to win this game. Yeah, I think I think to just sum up what I've been trying to say is like, if you're looking for clean sheets, I think you can look at Colorado. I think you look at Los Angeles. I think you can... Which Los Angeles? The Galaxy. I think you could also look at LAFC. Um, and I think you can maybe take a cursory glance at the reps. Oh, and FC Dallas. I think FC Dallas is fine. But I don't think anything is really clear Who's cut. Dallas FC Dallas is playing Montreal. Oh, right. And Montreal or Buns. Maybe. They might be Hawaiian rolls. We're not sure. Time <laughs> will tell. Only time will tell. Yeah. Um, so, Colorado defense are my hidden gems um, for defense and goalkeeper. Midfielder, I want to highlight two FC Dallas guys who are not going to really be high upside picks, but I think they're high floor picks. That's Tanner Testament and Tiago Dos Santos. The two holding midfielders for Dallas were excellent against Philadelphia last weekend. Um, they racked up bonus points, and they're cheap. So if you're looking for a, set, a steady baseline, five to seven points, don't be afraid to look their way. Especially Tanner Testament's cheap. He's like maybe six million or something. I feel like we're so still in the stage that no, like, I made my team. Like, I, I think from last year I was, like, pretty conservatively making my team. So I, you know, like scrolling down on the computer on all the – or not on the computer, on my phone, on, like, all the all the positions. I'm like, well, I gotta pick some cheap players. And I would, like, I, like, ended up, you know, still having, like, millions of dollars to spend because I feel like, I don't know, feels a little bit, like, with how the rules are this season, it feels like the early weeks, you're not looking for budget picks. It's gonna change quick, though. I know. It's gonna change real fast. Sam um, Carlosville will be, like, $20 million, and I will still shell out that $20 million. He honestly would probably be worth it for twenty million. Yeah. Um. I'm excited for when budget gets a little tighter and we have to start picking players who are a little more under the radar. I think it's gonna be more fun. I'm not, but. Um, and lastly, so my hidden gem for forwards is somebody who I watched last weekend and thought looked really good, despite his team not looking really good. And that's Felipe Mora for Portland. So. Again, full disclosure, you're running the same risk with Portland playing a team that's going to bunker against them that they might not perform how we'd expect them to. But Felipe Mora looked active. He was quick on the ball. He looked dangerous in transition. And I think it's a matter of time before he gets on the score sheet. And his values depreciated because he didn't do that well last week. So... You're looking for kind of a guy who's probably not going to get a lot of attention, but has high upside. Felipe Mora from Portland is worth a glance. Okay, Sarah, any thoughts on those? 
I interjected where I had thoughts, and that is. I'm thinking about maybe putting. So I have Drew Moore on my team. Think about maybe putting one of these guys on there. Not sure. Um, okay, and lastly, I want to close out the pod with Fool's Gold. So these are guys that did well, are probably going to have decently high ownership, and I think aren't a great play for week two. So in goal, I'm highlighting Eli Room, who I think is an excellent goalkeeper. This is Columbus's goalkeeper. Signed him last summer, last fall, maybe to replace Zach Steffen, who is on loan yeah, in the Bundesliga. I remember. Yeah, his name. so he's U.S. national team goalkeeper, bought by Manchester City, then loaned out to the Bundesliga. I don't remember which team. He's on Manchester City. Yeah, Manchester City bought him. Yeah. Was he that good? No. Oh. To be honest, <laughs> um, he's good. He's a good goalkeeper, um, and he won goalkeeper of the year last year or the year before but he the numbers don't back it up it's a whole thing you know who should have been goalkeeper of the year last year Luis Robles. matt turner <laughs> matt turner by all statistics should actually have been, yeah should have he, been goalkeeper he of the league did really yep. i actually remember that yeah he he led the league pretty sizably in expected goals minus goals which is you know for those of you who aren't into soccer stats is a metric for describing how many shots a goalie saved, how many goals a goalie saved that should have been goals. Um, so that, you know, a high number of expected goals minus goals means that a goalkeeper saved more shots, saved more goals than they would have expe- been expected to um, historically. Anyways, Eli Room's a good goalkeeper, had a great showing for Curacao during the Gold Cup. Um, Isn't that a type of, like, uh, like liquor? like blue uh yes but i don't know if that's if it's pronounced the same way maybe um probably anyways um i don't like the matchup this week for columbus taking on seattle in CenturyLink field um columbus looks good this year and i think you're going to be able to rely on their defense and their goalkeeper a lot but I'm not super into it on the road in Seattle. Seattle team that really has no. nothing besides MLS to play for. Do you think Columbus is just fooling you the same way that they did last year when like they were good last year at the beginning of the year and then they were just like the worst team at the end? No, because Columbus, humble brag, did not fool me last year. I was not particularly interested in them. They did um, not fool you. didn't put Columbus people on your team? I did. I put that stupid fucking Gaston Jimenez or whatever his name was. Is that, is that, was it Jimenez? No. I think that's a different player. Um, that center back. You think I'm Gaston from uh, no, Beauty I'm not the thinking, Beast? No, I'm not thinking I'm Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Can't help you out that. I had that guy on my team because he was constantly getting price rises. Oh, I get it. But I... And there were, there were some guys on Columbus I think I maybe picked, but... I don't think I ever had Zardas on my team, or maybe had him like once. Maybe I occasionally picked Artur. Um, but I think Columbus actually looks good this year. Lucas Zellerian looks like a beast. Um, and having Valenzuela back, who was excellent last weekend, is good. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I don't think on the road against Seattle is a good matchup. Okay. Um, my defensive fooled goal, fool's gold goes to Jake Nerwinski, outside back for Vancouver Whitecaps. Scored 11 points last week. Scored a goal, got some bonus points. I've seen this guy play a lot. He's a good player. He's 
like no disrespect to Nowinski, but I would not be expecting 11 points or really even more than three or four points max out of him on a consistent basis. And the matchup in Los Angeles at the LA Galaxy is terrible. Um, I expect them to ship out multiple goals. I don't expect him to get back on the score sheet. Please stop singing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't expect him or sing loudly for the rest of us. Um, Do you want me? No, I don't want I'm to. I'm sorry. Those are two very different things. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Um, yeah, I don't like the matchup. I don't think Nurinsky's going to repeat his performance, and I think picking Vancouver defenders in general is not a great strategy, although Ali Adnan may be interesting in certain matchups, but we're not going to talk about him this week. Um, in midfield, this one feels so obvious, I hate saying it, and based on when I last looked at the ownership, I don't think people are falling for this, but I really think it needs to be said. Russell Knaus, midfielder for DC United, he scored a goal last week, so if you watched the opening game and saw him score, maybe you're interested. He got a nice seven points. That sounds appealing to me. Seven points is good. Do not fall for it. He was playing defense. So he's a central defensive midfielder who's been converted to an outside back. He got sort of a fluky header goal off a corner kick, but in general is not particularly involved in the buildup, does not take shots, really doesn't score goals, um, and doesn't really seem, because he's playing on the outside back now, doesn't seem to be getting a lot of those bonus point, um, doesn't doesn't seem to be doing a lot of those defensive actions that drive bonus point production. So, so if you're wrong and, like, say he does score a goal this week, will you promise to, like, write a poem to him? Like, what kind of no. formal apology can we get? No formal apology. Okay. He's not a viable fantasy player for the season. Okay. He might score a goal again. That's technically possible, but... Score a goal again? <laughs> if you're <laughs> if you're going to be relying on Russell Canales for the rest of the season, you're going to have a bad time. And that's no disrespect. He's a great player. I, like, he's very good defensive midfielder, but... I don't want my midfielders to be guys who are playing outside back and not getting involved in the build-up. And, ooh, icing on the cake here. I'm really asking for it. My fool's goal forward is Maxi Aruti from the Montreal Impact, who got <laughs> 14 points last week and generally kind of crapped on the revs. Um, he's a good player, but he has not been... A consistent, reliable fantasy forward. Um, I think you can play a routine good matchups. I think he thrives with good service, um, and he's got a good. He's got a good game IQ. I think he's a player I like watching a lot, and t- tends to perform well in terms of expected goals and getting involved in the buildup. But I don't like the matchup at FC Dallas, his old team, and I don't expect Montreal to have kind of their run of. You know, kind of their um, free, you know, a free pass in the midfield the way they did against the Rebs. I think it's going to be a lot harder to play through FC Dallas's, um, you know, midfield and defense. And I think that's going to lead to a frustrating afternoon for Maxi Aruti. So it's possible he gets on the score sheet, but I wouldn't be expecting a repeat performance. And I imagine with the 14 points he got last week, a lot of people are going to be looking his way. So that's it. That's my fool's gold. 
Sarah, we did it. Ryan, we did it. Made I it think through. it's longer than last week, even though we tried to make it yeah. shorter. Yeah, yeesh. There were a lot of parts in both halves, kind of, of this podcast that we recorded that we said we were going to cut. I don't see us going back and going through the audio, so sorry. Yeah. It's just long. Yep. But... You're just going to have to deal with it. Whatever. That's why podcasts have the skip button. That's true. Yep. You don't like it, skip ahead 15 seconds. Yeah. Hit us up on... Yeah, follow us on Spotify, because apparently we're on Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify. What the heck? Yeah, I didn't realize that was going to be a thing. Yeah, I don't I, know. I wish I had known that before we published the first episode. Anyways, the first episode's probably gone now if you're looking for it, but... Yeah, I think we're probably going to remove that. It's nothing personal, but... But it, was, it wasn't great. Anyways. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, so that's it. We do have an Instagram. I claimed the Instagram username. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, it's not used. It will but be it used. is undesignated players. Who knows? We might we might hit up the Twitter. There, it's probably I do like Twitter unused as well. Yeah. So if you have comments, you can shoot us a DM. Yeah. If you're one of the like random, I don't know. We had eight listeners on our last episode. We're confused. We ha- can I think figure out where a few of them came from. Maybe like three. We can pinpoint where those Maybe. users came from. We're confused about the other five. So if you're still listening. You know, hit us up. Yeah. Tell this us. podcast was invented just for the, like, five people in our fantasy league. But now that it's on Spotify and people... All hell has broken loose. Yeah. I mean, there really aren't many other fantasy podcasts. There's really only one other. So we figured my people might actually stumble upon us by accident. So... Oh, R.I.P. Stumble Upon. If oh. anyone remembers that website, what a good time. I used to waste so much time on that website. There goes middle school. Yep. All right. That's it for us. Okay. We're going to check on that laundry. Yeah. Our laundry's probably clean now and maybe dry. Chatter's still asleep. Okay, everybody have a good week. Have a good Thursday and Friday and make Saturday and Sunday. Make yeah, your picks. make your teams. Hopefully Enjoy they're better the than our teams. Go soccer. Look out for us. Catch you next at week. Gillette Stadium.